the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to my mommy and her friends on Trails and Testimonies. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Welcome to Trails and Testimonies. My name is Kim Fitz. Thank you so much for letting us take this walk together. And we are back on the Silver Comet Trail with Gina Scalise. We put a pause in the last episode. And when we hit pause last time, she was speaking of infertility issues and the then passing of her husband, Rob. And now we are back on the Silver Comet Trail on to the next part of her journey. When he passed, you were in Maine. So then from Maine, how did you make it back to Georgia? When I went home, I fully intended to stay there. I loved my church there, but it wasn't my church anymore. Uh, It was my parents' church. My best friend was in Florida. She would call me every day to check on me. I loved the beach. I don't go to the beach because I have red hair, but I love to walk on the beach. (laughs) I can't. I get like a lobster or something. It was the hardest thing I ever had to do because I had to tell my family, okay, I'm going to move back to Florida by myself, a widow at 30 years old. I'm going to move back to Florida. I remember telling one of my sister-in-laws because it had been like five, six months. You know, I wanted to honor his memory. I wanted to go through everything and not be on the lookout for another love or anything like that. But I said, I want to get married again. I, I really want a family. I want to have a child. I want, I want to be normal. I want to have, you know... I want to have the American dream, but... What is the word normal? Right? What is normal? <laughs> I don't think there is. So that's why I moved back to Florida, is my friend was there, my church was there. And you felt a pull. I felt a pull. I didn't know what it was, but I felt a pull. And so I now was, you're back in Florida. You're involved in that church. I'm involved in the church. I was going to college to finish my degree. I was living life. I got my own apartment. Oddly enough, my apartment was the number of his birth. 715, July 15th, that's where I lived. And I thought, I love how isn't that God cool? Does that? Isn't that he, cool? he will work through numbers yes. and images. Yes. And I live at 715 today. At, Do you? At 715. I think that's pretty cool too. That but is he very does. cool. He uses that, you know, it should let you know it's going to be okay. I have this. Remember the youth pastor and his wife that I talked about, Rhonda? She passed the day after Mother's Day of the same year, 1997. She was 28 years old. When she passed, her son was 14 months old. I was still living in Maine when I got that phone call. She called me early, early one morning and I was like, oh, this cannot be good. Cause we always, it was either 10 at night or 10 in the morning. Cause I was either having coffee or trying to go to bed. It was I never, that window, yes, that's it was me. Like, yeah, it was never, ever like early or late. It was always that time. And my friend Michelle called me and said, I need you to pray because today Randy is taking Rhonda to the doctors and it's not looking good. The doctor said maybe two weeks at 28, she had colon cancer advanced. She went home. Her family was there. His family was there. He went to the church to try to just pray it out. And he gets a phone call about four o'clock in the afternoon. Come home quick. She left the doctor's office about 10 and she was with Jesus before dinner that night. So part of me didn't want to go back to Florida in August of 97. I knew every 
little old lady in the church was going to fast and pray. And, oh, wouldn't they be so good together? So part, of, yes. so part of me was like, I can't go there because people are going to think I'm coming here for Randy. So mm-hmm. I moved back. Sure enough, like the very first person I meet is that one of the deacon's wives. And she's so, so precious. She's with Jesus now, too. But I loved her because she looked at me. She goes, I'm praying for you. And she had that gleam <laughs> in her eye, you know, and I knew Loretta, you know, please give us a little bit of time. And I don't even, I don't even want to be near him, you know. I mean, okay, I did sort of want to be near him. I mean, he was everything that I ever wanted in a guy because he was tall and he was dark and he was Italian and he was handsome. And Rob was, Rob, he was redhead like me. <laughs> he was, he was so sweet though. I loved him so much. Randy and I, we just, we avoided each other like the plague because it was like, I think he was probably, things were being said to him too. I started working in the nursery. And um, one thing that God did from, you know, started doing with me is I began to pray for Josiah, his little boy. I love women, but sometimes women are, we're hard on each other. Yes. We really shouldn't be. Yeah. And sometimes we get tunnel vision and sometimes we can go after something because and we can go after it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And I was so afraid that all of the single women at the church were going to go after Josiah to get to Randy. Right. Gotcha. And my prayer was, God, bring him a phenomenal stepmom. And so from the time Rhonda died, I just began to pray for Josiah. God, make this woman just amazing. Let her love him, be there for him. And, and I just began to pray for Randy, too, but mostly for Josiah. So I started working in the church nursery. It's hard to not fall in love with a little blonde-haired, blue-eyed baby who calls everybody mama. He is calling everybody mama because he doesn't have a mama anymore. So oh, I just breaking. I fell in love with him. I just fell in love with this kid. And... um I wanted the best for him. And that right there speaks volumes as a woman, not just as his future stepmom, but as a woman to be praying for these children. And God put the word, as you said earlier, of life. Whenever Rob was battling cancer, God kept telling you life, life, life. At this point, you're being presented with this life. Finally, Randy came to me. It was probably, I had already gone through my year anniversary of Rob passing and Randy came to me and it was close getting to that. And he asked me how I did it. How did you get through that day? Cause this is it. What I did is I rented some funny movies with a friend and I determined that I was going to just make it through the night. It was after that, that our friendship started to blossom a little bit. By now, all of the single women in the area are just flocking because, I mean, he really is like... So he yeah. got a lot more people yeah. into the church. <laughs> That's great. Church growth was amazing. <laughs> that was awesome. And him and I were talking, but we were not going out. Nothing like that. Our friendship began to blossom. My heart began to love again. And I was so scared because I thought, well, maybe he doesn't return these feelings. Maybe this isn't, maybe this is just me. Maybe this is wishful thinking. And I had gotten tickets for the Phantom of the Opera. I asked my mama, you know, my Southern mama down there, her name is Diane. And I said, I want you to come with me. And she said, no. And I said, what? She goes, no, you have to ask him to go. So I prayed about it. And I said, God, if you want me to ask him, you have to have him bring up the Phantom of the Opera to me. Well, I figured there's no way he's going to talk to me about the Phantom of the Opera. I was at the church. 
I was all by myself. And he comes walking in because that's where he works. So he comes walking in and he starts talking to me and I'm doing the fundraiser and we're talking and he's trying to get to know me a little bit more, I guess. And so he's asking me what I like. And I said, oh, I like theater. I like to go to plays. And he goes, oh, did you know the Phantom of the Opera was coming to town? And I am not kidding. I went, oh, crap, God. Now you're going to make me ask him. I was, I was so nervous. It was like, no, I'm not going to do it. So what was your answer when he asked you? I said, yes. As a matter of fact, I have two tickets. And I was going to ask Diane, but she can't go because she said, no. <laughs> would you want to go? And he said, I would love to go. We went out on our first date. It was magical. He was late. He always is late. I love him, but he's that's who he is. But I really can relate to him on yeah. that. <laughs> he just doesn't always think about time. And so anyways, it was, he was 20 minutes late. But we made it to the play. And uh, we're sitting there, and, um, oh, girl, I know the music is beautiful, but it's such a dark play. It really is. And we're sitting there, and neither one of us was liking this thing, but he didn't know how to tell me, and I didn't know how to tell him. And, it, and we're like, and so finally we made it through the whole thing, and we're going out to the car, and he's like, wow, I wish we had time to go out to eat, but i got to go get Josiah. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. And he goes, what did you think? And I, I said, truthfully because yeah i said i thought it was awful <laughs> and he said oh thank god me too and how long have you been married now it'll be 20 years december 10th and josiah my precious son he's 23 and he's getting married next year to a wonderful woman i'm trying not to cry because um there are no steps in our family um i'm his mom and uh, i adopted him legally I am so honored to be able to be a mom to him, and uh, I just think of Rhonda a lot, and I hope and pray I'm doing the right thing by her. I want him to get there so he can meet his mama one day, and we talk about her a lot, him and I. It's not easy when you're 23 and you don't have any memory of your real mom, but I hope I've been the best mom to him that I could be. He told his dad the other day, and I was not privy to this, or I probably would have become a puddle on the floor, but he was talking to a friend, and he was talking about his mom. We call her Mama Rhonda. So he was talking about Mama Rhonda. And then um, he said, but my mom is coming to visit me. And the guy said, you mean your stepmom? And he goes, oh, no, she is not my stepmom. My mom is coming to visit me. And I just about lost it because I'm like, I mean, I know he thinks of me as his mom. But having that, it's really means a lot to me. But there's more to my story. You know that. I mean, the struggle that I've had with infertility alone and just the fact that, you know, Randy and I haven't always had an easy God can take the broken things in our life and he can put them back together. The fact that Randy has walked the same pain as me, he's walked that pathway of losing somebody that we love and God bringing our hearts together. I mean, I'm never threatened when he misses Rhonda. He's never threatened when I talk about Rob. We both can share that when I know that he gets quiet around her birthday. It's just amazing how God can take the broken things and put them back together. I think sometimes, too, we get ahead of him. We want to work it out. You know, when he's just asking us to walk it out, just walk it out with me and I'll, I'll show you. You don't have to work it all out. I've got it. But if you'll just walk out what I have planned for you, kind of like walking on the trail. Right. So you and Randy went on this path with Josiah. Yes. We talked about how you struggled with infertility. Yes. And I have, too. Yeah. It was hard because we wanted children. 
But I'm in my 30s, and he is in his 30s. I'm a little bit older than him. I ask him if I can be a cougar, and he says no. But you know, <laughs> I've always wanted to be a cougar. Even when Rob and I were married, we were we wanted children. You know, we were older. I was 27. He was 28 when we got married. It never happened. And I had been told early in life that it might be hard for me to conceive. We started down that pathway, even with Rob. I started going to fertility clinics. I started taking medicine. Nothing was happening. Nothing was working. I was watching everybody else in the church have children, have showers, tons of children, you know. And that's really hard. I struggled with that for so many years. Well, this woman has five kids. Why can't I just have one? I just want this one little baby. Or you'd see this family not treating their child as perfect as maybe you think that they would or should. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of emotions that go into that. And the devil can most certainly debilitate you. Absolutely. He Bed, can. Bedridden. You're just laying there in a, in a puddle. Yeah, because all because you become consumed with it. It's mm-hmm. about everything. I want a baby. I want a baby. I want, why right? aren't you giving it to me, God? I want a baby. I want a baby. I mean, they told me when I was married to Rob, if you drink the water at church, you're going to get pregnant. Well, I'm going to tell you, I drank all the water at the church and there was nothing, nothing happened. I can look back at it now because if I'd had a child with Rob, I may not have moved back to Florida. I probably would have stayed in Maine and let my brothers help me raise this child. I probably would never have left Maine because my mom was there. So I can look back at it now and go, okay, I understand that. The plan was not for Rob and I. But when Randy and I got married, now Randy has a unique story, and but Randy was born with birth defects, and he was not supposed to ever have children, never. He and Rhonda, they had Josiah through medication. He had to take shots, and um, the first round of shots, the doctor said, there's no way you're going to get pregnant off the first round. You're going to have to go through several. Oh, yeah, they got pregnant. First round. First round. I knew when I married Randy that my dreams of having a child could be non-existent because I've been told I cannot have children. He's been told medically there's just, we're going to have to go back to medicine and it's expensive. It is so expensive. So expensive. And adoption is so expensive. I know. So he and I got married in December and by May I was pregnant. No medication, nothing. I was in shock. I was over the moon. I was like, oh, my God, the promises of God are just coming back. And it was amazing. My best friend who had like, she has nine kids now or eight kids. I'm sorry. She's just like, yay, my finally, you know. And I mean, I was there when some of her kids were born and and she was going to be with me. And oh, my God, it was just so amazing. And three months into this pregnancy, I go for my sonogram and there's no heartbeat. And I'm just devastated. Like, God, I mean, here's my promise. You said life. You said I was going to have a child. You said not to give up. I know Josiah is mine, but he's not mine. You promised me a baby. I know you did. And I'm going to tell you, Kim, I, I know losing Rob was difficult, but losing that promise of a baby was probably one of the hardest things I've ever walked through because I really started to doubt is God got a good plan? What's going on? What is he doing? What? Why? Why? So I struggled. I was depressed. I, I began one day to stop crying and start journaling. It was the best thing I ever did because Randy came home one day. I had the Bible and my journals and books out on the bed and, and I'd been crying for weeks. Like, 
And he's like, what are you doing? And I said, God told me I was going to have a baby and that's it. I'm done. I'm done wallowing. I'm done. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but we're going to have a child. It's, it's going to happen. And basically it started when a little five-year-old boy climbed up in my lap, wiped the tears from my face and said, mommy, God told me we're going to have a baby and it's going to be a little girl. What? And so I had the miscarriage and probably five months after, maybe six months, I got pregnant again. With a baby girl? With a baby girl. <laughs> I asked the doctor so many times, are you sure it's a girl? Are you sure it's but yes, it was not an easy pregnancy. It was a very difficult pregnancy. I was older. My blood pressure was going crazy. I was on bed rest. The most terrifying and wonderful time of my whole life. But I carried her to the full term. She was healthy. She was beautiful. And Aiden Rose came into our life. Her name means little fiery one. And oh my, <laughs> did that peg her. So God also helped you name her and yes. knew exactly what to actually, expect. Actually, dad named her. <laughs> Anything to do with fire, you know, he was, he always wanted to be a fireman. So Josiah means the fire of God. So it had to be something with fire. That's just who dad is. He's a rescuer, but he's, he rescues souls. <laughs> you know, he's always got that little mentality in his heart. So I will tell you, the journey with infertility did not end there because I still wanted another child. And so what would happen in the next three years is that I would experience two more miscarriages. And each one was a little harder. Uh, the last one was probably the hardest because I had already had two. And I'm like, how can a third one ever happen? But it did. I was so broken that I, I needed to go see a, a doctor for help. And I, I encourage this one of the things that I want people to know about the most. I want them to be educated. I want them to get help. Do whatever it needs to get over the hill. Get help. Seek help. When I think of my life now, I know I'm a mom. Josiah made me a mom first. I have a son. I always tell people this when I give my testimony. I wanted to be just like my mom, a mother of five kids. I am a mother of five kids. I have three in heaven. And one day when I enter those gates... Besides Jesus, I want to see them first. But right here, I only have two. And I think sometimes we we forget that heaven is real and we're going to go there one day. Those little people, they're deposits in heaven. I don't even know what they are. I think they're all girls. Josiah thinks they're all boys. Aiden Rose thinks they're all girls. Put it this way, I only had girls' names ever picked out. No boys. <laughs> I think that every single one of them is fiery. Yeah, I do. I would just throw that probably, out there that I think that probably. all five of them. Thank you. I have so enjoyed this again in the Silver Comet Trail. It is such a beautiful day out here. And to end it on such a happy note, Trails and Testimonies, with another quote. Yes. It's oh. happy trails to you. So you're going to reach into my bag yes. of goodies. Let's do this. Do I get one? Yes, there it is. I just can't reach it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, wow. Life isn't always the party we expected, but while we are here, we may as well dance. How perfect. My daughter's a dancer. That's pretty perfect. And that is amazing right there. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> Remember to subscribe, like, 
I guess that's it, guys. Bye then. <laughs>